I, I don't, I'm telling you, five days in a row, it's the fifth day that I've got up in the morning, uh, well, I wake up every morning, but then I've done the podcast in the morning, and it, it's a struggle. It's almost like I just started doing the podcast, even though we started doing it in February, and I had been come, and I, I can't even talk, and I've become accustomed to doing the podcast at night. But now I'm doing it in the morning and I haven't adjusted. I have not adjusted to doing the podcast in the morning because I don't have enough time to wake up. Like I said, I, I typically am up about 4.45 every day. Today I woke up at about 5.15 and it totally screwed up everything. I lost a half hour of wake up time, half hour of prep time, and I'm not awake. I'm not. I, I, and I'm still itchy. I'm, I'm covered in... Poison ivy all over my forehead, on the back of my arms, my legs. I'm, I'm tired. I didn't get to bed last night until midnight. I, I couldn't sleep. No, no sleep. Slept late. <clears throat> Can't shake the cobwebs off. I don't know that I can put forth a good podcast in the morning. I'm not a morning person. And yet I did morning radio for almost 16 years. And still... For some reason, I can't get up anymore, and I can't. I can't be alive. I need. I need two hours. I. I definitely need two hours. When I wake up, my face. Now I get it. I. It looks like something like I got hit by a truck. Fine, you got ha ha ha. Whatever. But later in the day, even my face is happier. I. I don't have this angry. Eh, I'm always angry, bro. I just have resting angry face, dude. I am just all you do. Yes, that's what I do. Someone said all I do is ramble about nothing. Yes, that's that's all I do. And that's what I've done my entire life. All right. This is Spazzing Out, America's podcast, your podcast. We do the podcast five times a week. I, I have to get this crap out of the way, and then we'll get to it. We do it five times a week. When we do it, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Although, not many people are watching when we do the live stream. Most of you listen on the podcast apps. You're listening on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. You're saying, hey, Alexa, play Spazzing Out America's Podcast, Pandora. You can now get the podcast on iHeartRadio. The podcast is officially on iHeartRadio. So if you like to get your podcasts from iHeart Podcast or iHeartRadio, whatever the hell they call it, these days you can. Just go there, boop, boop, boop. Spazzing out, America's podcast, you will find this podcast, you will find your podcast. Anywhere from 550 to 620. Yesterday's episode was downloaded just over 590, like 593. But as days go by, they get more. But I I kind of go off the one day total. Some of the podcasts have thousands of downloads. But I like to go off the one day total because that's how I would end up getting paid down the road. Now... I need you to do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening and you haven't subscribed yet, you need to do it. So go to one of those locations and subscribe to the podcast. I'd much appreciate it. Next week, we are going to continue to do the podcast in the morning. Apparently, my misery makes my family happy, which I'm sure everybody's not surprised by that. Me getting up to do the podcast before I go to work makes my family happy because for some reason... They want to actually spend time with me. I don't know why. Most people don't like spending time with this grumpy old man. But my family likes to. 
So they like me to do the podcast in the morning and it gets out of the way. I don't like doing the podcast in the morning because I feel like I don't get enough chance to wake up, do research, and talk about the things that I want to talk about. So I have to kind of pull things together. But I'll get used to it and it will get better. Just like I got used to talking to myself when I first started the podcast, I couldn't. Now I enjoy talking to myself. Now I can almost sit in a corner and I can, I, I'm like, you know what? I could be put in a, in an insane home because I could talk to myself in a padded room for hours and pretend that I have a hugely successful podcast and that tons of millions of people listen to it. Even though I don't yet, but I will someday. <clears throat> to that end, I like to put forth my goals because I like to visualize my goals because I like to know what I'm, I'm, I'm working towards. As you guys know, America's podcast is something that I would like to continue to grow and grow, and I want it to become one of the most listened to podcasts in the country. It's going to take a long time to do that, a very long time, and it makes it more difficult that we are in time of COVID because I can't go out and do some of the things that I would like to do with the podcast to try to make it grow quickly. I am going to start actively looking for a job in radio but not the kind of job that I used to have. I used to be on the radio doing things that 20-year-olds would do or 30-year-olds would do. And no, I have no problem with that. And I'm also a different person. When I was younger, I was a super lib. Now in my 40s, um, I am a MAGA conservative. 100%. Uh, I might be the most conservative person and Republican on my fucking street in Revere uh, that I know of anyways. So I am interested in getting back into radio and I would like to have a conservative talk radio show because my passion is politics, but also talk about other stories like we do in this program. So I like to put that forth. America's podcast will not be going away. Hell no. I will continue to do that. But to get back into radio, it's like getting into any business. You have to start from the bottom up. You can't just get back in. You can't say, I have 16 years of experience. Give me a job. It doesn't work like that, especially in the middle of a pandemic. So I will most likely be taking a low-level entry job working on like a Saturday or a Sunday at a radio station that I would like to someday be on the air. Probably WRKO, uh, maybe Conservative Talk Boston. Now, both stations I don't think are the greatest. I, I worked at RKO when I was younger, when I was 18. Uh, the signals are great, but nobody really listens to AM radio. But that's not the point of getting back on. The point for me to get back into radio is I would like to... I'm not going to shit you. I want access to their recording studio so that I can record a better podcast. So that I can have a better show. Because once you get a job there... I used to do it when I when I was 18. I would work at RKO and, you know, you'd, you'd have like a five-hour shift or something like that. I do an, I do the overnight, but I would stay and I would help out the first news at five. And then after the first news at five, I'd work with Bluton Moe's um, <clears throat> so that I could learn everything I could, could learn. I mean, I taught myself how to edit. I read all the books, all that shit. And then Bill Smith helped me out big time. It's a guy who worked in production. So that's how I learned how to edit and use um, edit equipment. But being on the air was my passion, which is what I did with AAF produced and was on the air. And I want to get back to doing that, but I want to do conservative talk. So there you have it. The goal is set forth that I would like to, in the future, from here on out, start working towards being nothing but a content creator. All the meanwhile, keeping Take Junk together and demoing and, you know, p- taking stuff out of people's backyards like an ass and getting poison ivy.
and I'll work on it slowly but surely, and hopefully we can get into a place, and I don't really care where, where it is. I just want access to the studio so we can have a better show. All right. On today's show, we're going to cover the stuff that we didn't cover during the week because we pushed it by, but what that really means is I got up late, and I didn't have any time to look up any fucking stories or do anything, and I didn't even get to watch the town halls last night because I was busy uh, doing other crap which I don't really know what I was doing, but I didn't get to watch the town halls and the president or Joe Biden, so I really don't have much to say about that, and I didn't wake up early enough so that I could do the research on him, so I could talk to him. So we're going to talk about shit that I didn't get to during the week. But other things that we're going to talk about, I want to talk about, I have to talk about Hubie Halloween. We'll get to that real quick. That'll be a quick one. I just read an article. I read one fucking article this morning, and it was from the Moneyest. And I have to talk about it. Virtual uh, Thanksgivings. I, I love the idea of virtual Thanksgivings. I want to talk about that. I I, I got to get to court packing. I have to. We, we have, I, The death of the movies. Cow uh, cuddling. Do you know the First Amendment? Should you know the First Amendment? And are, w- w- does it upset you that the soon-to-be justice doesn't know the First Amendment? And why are the millennials just hand over fist giving their money to Joe Biden? First, why don't we just start with Hubie Halloween? Hubie, I I thought, first off, I thought it was hubby Halloween. But then I started watching the movie on Netflix. It's an Adam Sandler Halloween movie that I like. If you like Adam Sandler, you'll like the movie. If you don't like Adam Sandler, you will not like the movie because it's not the greatest of movies. It's a very corny movie. I honestly think that um, Adam Sandler and Tyler Perry just pump out half-ass shitty movies. But if you like them, you'll they'll, they have a resounding audience and people will fucking just watch them. I don't like Tyler Perry's movies. I like the Medea shit. I'm like, that's just doesn't make me laugh. But... My wife loves Medea. I like anything Adam Sandler does. I just do. I don't. I, Adam Sandler could literally present a piece of poop, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's great!" So I can't give you an honest opinion on whether Hubie Halloween sucked or not. I liked it. It made me laugh. Had a lot of references to his older movies, some of his better movies, Happy Gilmore, B- Billy Madison, um, it, uh, uh, a Big Daddy. Um, uh, is it Little Nicky or something like that? The, the the movie where he played the devil son, uh, Waterboy. So it had a ton of references to his old movies. I thought it was good. The reason that I'm really bringing it up is a Seven News reporter. She made um her name was um shit Elena Pinto. She made a cameo in it. She was uh they had a scene where they where they had this. The, by the way, this movie was shot in Salem and in Manchester by the Sea, all up in the North Shore. So they did a scene where they had a, a, a couple of news reporters. One of them actually happened to be a news reporter from Boston. And they were all dressed up as Holly Quinn. Funny little scene where they're like, oh, you're Holly Quinn. You're Holly Quinn. You're Holly Quinn. Because last year or a couple of years ago, all the girls dressed up as, as Holly Quinn. Um, so she did. Well, anyway, she got fired from her job for doing it. She just posted it on Twitter yesterday. Once the movie came out, Channel 7 saw it. I guess she violated her contract by doing it. I think 
Listen, I feel bad for the girl, and I can't, I can't see why Seven News would have a problem or an issue with one of their anchors being in a movie that's going to get watched by millions of people on Netflix and that you have to fire her. If anything, it would do better for Seven News. For a matter of fact, I didn't know, right? So I watched the movie, and I looked, and I saw the girl, and I said, shit, she looks familiar. So I, I went to the credits, to the cast, I found her, I hadn't watched 7 News in fucking years, years, so I put on 7 News, because I wanted to see the girl, and say, oh wait, she's on 7 News, so I went, and I watched 7 News, and then they fire her, these kind of things help you, let, let me, let me break this down for you, Channel 7, the news leader in Boston, you're probably not the news leader, since you lost NBC to its own station, NBC Boston, which has far superior news coverage and better, obviously has better TV because it has NBC TV, where you just do news all the time and it's crap. I hadn't put on seven news since NBC left you. I have not. I watched Hubie Halloween. I noticed the girl and I said, wait, she looks familiar. What the hell is she from? She's not an actress. I, I don't know exactly who she is. So <clears throat> while I'm watching it, I Google the cast and I'm flipping through it. And I'm like, oh, wait, that, that, that's her. I click on her. It says she's a reporter for 7 News. I watch UB Halloween. I put on 7 News. I'm like, well, I want to see the girl report. What does she do? Is she the weather girl? Is she a fucking anchor? So I actually actively watch it. And this is what happens. This happens with radio. It happens with TV. You put on 7 News, and then you go to do something, you move on with the day. You turn the TV off. But what channel are you on when you put the TV back on? You're on 7 News. So there I am, watching 7 News again for my news, without even knowing it, because you just don't think about it. You do it in your car every day. This is, this is one of those things, a little insight into radio, just so you guys know. Having a strong afternoon program helps out your morning show. Having a strong morning show helps out your afternoon program. In times of regular work, where people are driving to work and people are driving home from work, whatever station they listen to in the morning, they are most likely to listen to in the afternoon and vice versa. Is that vice versa? Whatever. You know what I mean. <clears throat> whatever you listen to in the afternoon, you'll listen to in the morning. Why? Because you forget. You forget. What happens is you get into the car. Let's say you're listening to the Greg Hill Morning Show on WEEI. You're, you drive to work. You like Greg. You, you think Wiggy's hilarious. Danielle's awesome. You drive. You get to work. Then you up in your car. But let's just say you like Maz. You like Felger and Maz in the afternoon. But you listen to Greg in the morning. So you went to work. You listened to Greg. You got into your car. <clears throat> and you, had, you got distracted. You turn your car on. The radio goes on. You haven't turned the dial yet. But now, you're almost home, You, without knowing, you just listened to a half hour, 45 minutes of, of Glenn Ordway, and uh, Maloney, and Foyer, but your favorite show is Felger and Maz, but the fucking, the ratings people don't give a shit that you forgot, it helps out in the ratings, and it's the same thing with TV. If you put on 7 News, and then you turn off your TV, the next time you go to put your TV on... You're going to be on 7 News, and sure as shit, you'll be watching 7 News for a good 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, without even fucking knowing it. <clears throat> so, to the 7 News boobs, to the 7 News idiots, you should not have fired this girl for merely wanting to be in a movie. Who would turn down a role? 
to be to dress up as Harley Quinn and be in an Adam Sandler movie. Shit, I would have done it. Hopefully, they were, hopefully the 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 big wigs at Spazzing Out America's podcast won't fire me. The big wigs here are my my wife and my mother in law. <clears throat> they they they're they're the uh, the higher ups at at at, uh, at America's podcast. They pull they make all the decisions. They pick all the topics and the things that I talk about. Now they certainly influence the things that I talk about. <clears throat> I just think it's garbage that the girl got fired, and it's unfortunate. All she did, she was in a movie for about 10, not even, like 5 minutes, dressed up as Harley Quinn, and it's garbage on 7 News for firing her. So I feel bad for her. So Elena Pento, I, I hope that another news station gives you a job. I hope it's not New England Cable News, because that's where like the, the, that, that's where newscasters go to die. <clears throat> but I hope someone give her a job. It's, it's garbage. 7 News, you suck. So now I'm not going to watch 7 News. I consciously... Won't be watching 7 News again. I started watching it by accident because I watched the Halloween movie. And, and now here we are back. Now, since we're talking about movies, one of the topics we didn't get to during the week is the death of the movie theater. COVID has killed many things. It's killed restaurants, eating out. It's killed what well, people do want to eat out, but you can't. The government's really killed eating out. So COVID has killed restaurants, bars, um, uh, mom and pop shops, uh, small businesses, and now it's killing the movie theaters, but I don't mind because it's brought forth something far better than going to the movies. I know there are some people that like to go to a movie theater, and I did. I liked going to the movies. I would go by myself, get in that nice reclining chair, and go watch a matinee movie, get the, the Tuesday half-off movie so you can watch a movie for cheap. I like to watch movies for cheap. I, and, and you know, popcorn, but put it this way, you go to the movies, even if you go by yourself, you're spending 50, 60 bucks, it's a fucking lot of money. I like to watch movies, I could watch, uh, I could watch more TV and more movies than you can imagine. I enjoy the entertainment of it, good movies, bad movies, like you said, I just watched Hubie Halloween that I'm sure some of you guys would say sucks. But I like the fact that the movie theaters are going away, because they're putting all the movies... Live, good. I was gonna. Why the hell was I gonna say live movies? They they were they're putting big movies, the big productions, on HBO, on HBO Max, on Showtime. They're put. They they're going to Netflix. They're going to Prime, Disney Plus. Perfect example is Mulan. I love that Mulan wasn't in the movies. I was going to have to go to the movies with my kids. I'd have to take me, my wife, my son. My daughter, that's four tickets to the movies to go see Mulan. Easily 20 bucks a ticket. So that's 20, 40, 60. There's the math. That's 80, 80 bucks just to get in, just to go see it. Then we got to get popcorn. And everybody wants a fucking individual popcorn. Everybody wants a small. Let me, <clears throat> I want my own popcorn. I, my daughter and my son, God forbid, they share a bag of popcorn. Now, I personally, as dad, I'm not sharing a bag of popcorn with Kaylee because she eats all my fucking popcorn. But the kids should have no say. <clears throat> and we're going to, you know what, we got to get into another problem with kids. So anyways, now you've just, you've just dusted like $100. And it's really not 100 but you, you're looking at like another 50 for popcorn. And then everybody wants something else. I, you know, I, my son likes to get a mixed icy blue and red. I like to get a red icy. My daughter likes to get a small icy. And Kaylee usually gets a bottle of water. Which drives me fucking bonkers because you can just bring water in for like 
uh, you know, if you if you buy a 24 pack of water for five bucks, that one individual bottle of water, you guys do the math, is is you know like 50 cents as opposed to buying it at the movie theaters for three dollars. But anyways, all said and done, you go to the movies, it's a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars. But when Mulan came out. Of course, you have to have Disney Plus to get it at the time when, when it came out. And they had the $30 uh, preview or the $30, uh, you know, you get to watch the movie now for 30 bucks. So I did. I'm like, this is fantastic. You're telling me that for $30, I get to, I don't have to wait. So the movie has premiered at home. Let me say that again. The movie has a premiered at home and I get to eat the food that I have at my house. I can make some popcorn in the microwave. That's less than a dollar. I have waters, drinks, all less than a dollar a piece. So you're telling me that I can get away with like a $40 movie and I don't have to go anywhere? I have, no, I don't have to go anywhere. Nowhere. And then when I have to go to the bathroom, I can pause the movie. I don't have to hold it the whole time. I don't have to sit there and go, oh man, I gotta pee. Oh, when my daughter has to pee 50,000 fucking times in the middle of a movie, just when it's getting good. When you, when there's, you're like, honey, hold on. This is, this is the best part. I need to see this. But dad, I gotta go pee. No, nope, honey, you can hold it. You can do it. Yeah, I gotta go pee. Right in the fucking pot where, where you're about to hurt, learn the twist of the movie. We don't have that problem anymore. Now we just pause. Go ahead, honey. Go to the bathroom. She comes back out. Anybody else have to take a piss? Yes? Okay, great. Everybody go. Bathroom break. Come back. Movie goes back on. For short though, you get to watch the movies at home. I think it is phenomenal. I don't give a f fuck the movies. I hope they all shut down. I don't care. I, I Honestly, I don't ever want to have to go to the movies again. I love that I can get my theater at home. I love it. If I ever, if the podcast ever takes off, if it, if it ever gets big, or I get my conservative talk radio show, I will make a theater in my damn house, and I will just stay at home, and that's it. It's phenomenal. It's all about for me. It's all about saving money. So I don't care that the death of the movie theater is coming because I have no interest of spending a ridiculous amount of money to go see a motion picture when I can just watch it at my home. I spend a ridiculous amount of money to have cable TV internet service, and Netflix, Prime, Hulu, uh, fucking, well, HBO Max is free, uh, you got Peacock now, I have uh, <clears throat> Disney Plus, all that shit, I got it, I want to watch it at home, and I want to save on concessions, I want to save, it's, it's great, now speaking of kids and money, I tweeted something the other day, and I was just curious with you guys, it cracked me up, my son, and my daughter, they're always asking me for money, for and you know sometimes they're not actually really for cash. My son, it's you know he'll send me something for a microtransaction, um, you know for a game or something like that, three four bucks. Buy me a pizza. My my daughter Presley, will you buy me a toy? And it just got me to thinking. When I was a kid, I I I felt like it, like I was a criminal. I felt like I was going to be cr prosecuted to the highest degree if I had to ask my dad for money. I was fucking scared to ask my father for money. I, they, I, there would be, I, I could picture it now. And I, and I would only, only ask if I really needed it. Really needed it. I would never, ever, ever come to my dad and ask for money for something stupid because I, I knew what would happen. But I, I, I could remember pacing either in my bedroom 
or maybe I was, I, you know, I'm down the street, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with, with, uh, you know, with Laugh and McElhenney, and they're like, hey man, we, 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 we got to get another five. We, we're, we're, you know, we're trying to pull something, I know, right? I really need it so I can get my booze run. We need pause. We need another five. You got to go ask your dad for five bucks. And I'd be like, I, I'd rather jump off a bridge. I'd be like, yeah, forget it, guys. I'd, I'd rather get killed. I, I don't, I can't ask my dad for five bucks. I mean, that's like, it's literally, my father would make it seem like you were a criminal to ask him for money. Like it was, like it was un-American. My father would make you feel like you were the biggest piece of shit on the planet if you asked him for money. It, it was like, it was like he walked in on his wife fucking someone if you asked him for money. As a matter of fact, I think he would prefer that. My dad would have walked, would walk into a room, his wife banging someone and be like, well, at least she didn't pick my pocket. That's. Like, that's how he made you feel. And I, rem I can remember just sitting there and I would pace back and forth and I would, I would go over my reason why I needed the money back and forth. And obviously I couldn't tell him why. I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, me and the guys are going to, uh, we're, we're trying to put some money together to get some 40s. We're like 14 years old. I started drinking when I was like 12. So we're, we're, we're trying to get money for 40s or whatever it might be, right? Who knows? Maybe I'm going somewhere. Uh, you know, we, we used to go to Red Sox games. When uh, The first Red Sox game I went to, I was 12 years old. Uh, we took the bus in. It, I might have been 11. It's it's when uh, the Sox were playing Seattle and the, the Superdome shit fell, so they had to play the game at Fenway, and they were selling tickets for like 10 bucks. Um, again, please, I don't like baseball, but I like going to baseball games. I don't, I can't watch it on TV. It's boring as fuck. So I can just remember pacing. I don't know if anybody else, it felt like this, but I can remember pacing back and forth and just being like, oh man, I can't, how am I going to ask my dad? What am I going to do? Because anytime I did, I'm telling you, the look on the guy, first off, my father had this stand, had this look on him of, I, I, I'll kill you. He legitimately had this look and he didn't talk. He was nothing like me in terms of talking. I, 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 I could talk and talk and talk and talk, as you guys know. My father was a man of very few words and, and, and just never, he, he never, you, you could never figure out what he was thinking or how he felt. So you always assumed that he just was going to fucking wanted to kill you. And just that look, blank look on his face. And then he just look at you and you, you felt like, you felt criminal. You felt like you just came in and said, Hey, you know, I, I, I killed your youngest son. And, and honestly, and you would just, you, you come in. I so saw you, you'd get the balls after pacing back and forth. You come in and be like, Hey dad. And then he'd look at you, done, forget it, you can't, You couldn't even ask. But, hey, Dad, I got a question. Wouldn't say what, wouldn't say anything. Matter of fact, he'd be sitting in his chair, looking forward, dead silent, right? And he'd be fucking dead silent, he'd be just looking forward. You ask him a question, the dude would click the TV off with the clicker, with the channel changer, whatever you call it. He called it a clicker. Boom, he'd turn it off, and then he'd look forward, and he'd say nothing, nothing. It'd be Fucking, you could hear a pin drop, bro. It would be so uncomfortable. Now, just so you know, there's a study that after seven seconds of silence, you should try this with someone, people get uncomfortable. When you are having a conversation with someone, try not to talk for seven seconds. When they're not talking, stop talking. And if you can go seven, ten seconds without talking, someone's going to feel awkward. Might not happen all the time, but most of the time, it's the seven second rule. People feel awkward after seven seconds of silence. My dad... Would he wouldn't say shit? I'd be like, "Hey, Dad, uh, I gotta ask you something." Click, silent. He didn't even move. It, 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 he's sitting there, 
leaning back. And, you know, some of the time my dad had the Gallagher here. So he might have he had the Gallagher here going. And he had a beard at the time. So when I was younger, he had a beard, not the stash. He didn't, I don't think he started busting the stash until I was like 25. <clears throat> so he had a big ass beard. Had had long, like hockey type long hair. Gallagher hair. But he was bald on top. Just sat back and just looked straight forward. And was silent. Silence. And it was fucking, bro, I was crushed. I was so fucked. You'd be in there shaking in your boots. And then you'd just sit there and he'd be mad quiet. You'd be like, uh, 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 you know what, dad, never mind. And then you'd fucking run out. That's it. You never asked him because you were scared. And the times that I did get to ask my father for money, he'd look at me and tell me, get the fuck out of here. He'd be like, he, he, no, that's, it's worth, his answer would always be no. No. Go, or it's no. Go get a job. Why would I give you money? And if you could weasel money out of the guy, weasel it out of him, forget it. It was like an indentured servitude for the next fucking week. If you could squeeze a buck out of this dude's pocket, you'd be on fucking yard duty. You'd be doing... This guy, it was like child fucking labor at the Paziali household if you got a dollar from the guy. And you, oh, by the way, you didn't get the dollar first. You had to do the work. Then the guy would stick his hand in his wallet. And my dad was like the, my, my dad had two pockets. He had the pocket that had the buck or like a couple of bucks and some lint for the, you know, so he could show to the kids that he was fucking broke. But then in the other pocket, he had, you know, the, the, the real stash, his stash, which, you know, he probably had like a couple hundred bucks in the other pocket, which you could never get at. Forget it. And you'd work your ass off. You'd have to do something. I remember I, I had to dig a ditch for the guy once because he wanted to, uh, 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 he was building a deck and I'm like 12 years old out back digging a fucking ditch, bro. Like you, you know, the holes you dig so you can put the, the, the sauna tube in here. I am for a dollar. This guy's got you got, you guys are worried about China and Nike underpaying fucking people. My old man's got me in the backyard digging sauna tube holes for a buck. And I did it because I was like, oh man, it's a dollar. I, I'll do anything for a buck. I used to I used to sell my lunch tickets for a buck. I was so stupid that I could have got my free lunch tickets. I couldn't get a whole free meal, but I'd rather have the dollar so I could get an ice cream sandwich out of the fucking vending machine. At any rate, I don't, it was just my father would make you feel like you were about this big trying to uh, get to it. All right. Shit, we really ain't getting to anything today, and I got to go to work. Um, all right, we did the death of the movies. Uh, since we're talking about fan, nah, you know what? I don't want to do it. I want to save it. All right, let's do this one real quick, and and then we'll be done. I read a story today in the news, or it, it, it's a it's a it's an opinion type article. It's called the Moneyist, and women, as we know, are are they they have arrived. It's not a bad thing. I, I I women are equal to us. If if a woman is is a better podcaster than I am, she should have the podcast. If a woman is a is better at being a doctor, she should be the doctor. I, I am 100% online with it's the best person for the job. If a guy is good, he should get it. If a woman is good, she should get it. And it should be equal pay. I'm there. I am okay with that. It, there is this, this story that this lady is looking for advice. And if this shit starts happening, I'm going to be looking for reparations. And I think every man in, in America should look for reparations if this should happen. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what she says. So now that women are earners, now that there are scenarios where women are making money, they've now become the, the, the breadwinner. They've now become the one 
who takes care of the family where dad did that for centuries. Dad took care of the family since cavemen. Dad has been the, the guy out looking, you know, for, he, dad would go out and, and he would hunt the math, mastodon. I don't know what the fuck they're called. The woolly mammoth back in the day. And then all the way up until the 2000s when women d- decided they had dicks and they wanted to work. The dad has been taking care of the family and providing and working his ass off. And then when the woman is sick of dad, she leaves and the woman gets half of everything dad worked his ass off for. And now things have changed where women are taking over the role where they work and they are the big earner. They make the big dollars. The women are providers now. And that's okay. That is okay. Women, you can be the provider. But what you can't do is what this lady is trying to do. When you're the provider, you don't get to do this because we didn't fucking get to do it. And we don't get to do it. So this lady is the top earner in her family. And her husband is much like how women were for many years. Either doesn't have, didn't have a job and was the, the home, sorry, sorry, was the homemaker, which is work. The homemaker is work. Dealing with the kids, making the dinners, cleaning the dishes, doing the laundry, doing the home thing. So there are dads that do that. And there are some moms that used to do that and did, had a part-time job. They made a little bit of scratch. Maybe they, they had a Saturday, Sunday, or they worked like 20 hours a week to make a little extra bucks for themselves. So that's the scenario here. You have a family. They've been married for 15 years now. 15 uh, going on 16. And that's pretty much in the window. 2000. You do the math. 2005, I guess. Till now. Where women have really come to the forefront and, and been ready to not be a homemaker. And they want to work too. And again, it's great. Go to work. Please fucking do. Dad has no problem staying home taking care of the kids. Here's the problem. This woman... This is what she wants. She's she's out publicly asking. She says, my husband earns less than me and has for over a decade because he's now the home guy. She went to work. Um, she, she's, she has been the main provider for over a decade while he is at home doing the dishes, taking care of the home stuff. He is the home maker, but he has a part-time job. She would like... Now that he is making money, because he just, I guess he just got a part-time job. Now that he is making money, she would like him, right, not to contribute. She's not looking for for him to contribute his money. She would like him to use his part-time earnings to pay her back for all the money that she spent over the last decade taking care of the family. She wants, she says, quote, I want him to repay me. Because for the last decade, I have been the breadwinner making all the money and taking care of the family while he has been at home being a homemaker and I want the money back. Hear that. Hear that. Please, if you're, if you're a guy, fucking listen to that. If you're a man of my age or older that spent your entire life working and taking care of your family, and, and I do it, listen, Kaylee works her ass off, so I'm not, this is not a rip on Kay. Kate is fantastic. I'm very lucky that my wife works. But for the most part, my dad, my dad worked. My mom was a homemaker. Uh, I I envisioned my life being like that as well. But I got lucky. Kaylee works her ass off. But still, I pay most of the bills. I I am the the, the top dog breadwinner here in this family. 
and most men still are, and the narrative is starting to change, but for many years, years, decades, millions of years, since, since man came uh, uh, to, to fruition or to life, he has been the provider and has never looked back and said, well, I want the wife to pay me back. Now that the wife is working, I would like her to give me money. We've ne we never did it. And in fact, after paying for all her shit and making her a nice cushy life while she stays at home and changes fucking diapers, when they leave you, they take half of your shit. Now the women want it all. Now they want it fucking all. Now they want to go to work. They want to work, provide for you, make your ass stay home. And then if you get a part-time job, right? If you get a part-time job, they want your money. She's like, yeah, this lady wants this dude's fucking money. She's like, I want to be paid back for 10 years of taking care of you. All right, great. Please, let's go down that road. I Take the guy to court. Set the precedent of where you're going to get some money back. And great. And then, then the guys from the beginning of time, right? Because that's what we do in this country. We go back and we look at people that got fucked over. We go back and we say, yep, slaves had it bad. Native Americans had it bad. Well, now they're going to go back and they're going to say, white fucking men have had it bad from the beginning of time because we've been forced to work. We've been, we've been forced to, to give up fun, to pay for bills, to not go to a Patriots game because we have to pay the cable bill, to not go to a Bruins game because the fucking mortgage is due. And now, and now, and now we want our money back. The, the, the ball, this lady has no balls. The women, uh, the, the hubris on this woman to ask for decades of repayment for taking care of her husband while he was home taking care of the kids. Women have been fighting and arguing this for years saying being at home is a job. Taking care of the kids is a job. Being the homemaker is a job, which is why you get half when you divorce a guy. You can't flip the script and now... Now you know what it's like. Now you know the pain. Now you know how we feel. You're quite like President Trump. You've got the coronavirus and you're like, shit, I might have been wrong. This is pretty bad. I beat it, but now I have a different opinion on it. And now that you're the breadwinner and you work and you work your ass off and you sit back and you go, shit, my lazy ass fucking husband sits at home all day, makes no money and bitches all take care of the kids. And now you want to get repaid. Well, what about us? What about the white man? Because that's, well, it could be what about the black man too. But, but what about the dad? Dad that's been taking care of the family for ages and age, for eons. Dad has been taking care of the family without any bitching about the fact that you stay at home and fucking do whatever the fuck you, I, I mean, you take care of the kids, I get it, but still, you get the free time, I don't get the free time when I'm not taking care of the kids, when, when mom is at home taking care of the kids, I'm out demoing houses in Winchester and sucking in fucking blown in insulation, by the way, I'm, any, any asshole that blows in insulation into an attic, I'd like to fight you and beat the fuck out of you, because you overspray the insulation in attics, you fucking overspray it, you put five feet of goddamn insulation, and then when someone goes to demo it, it's like a fucking snow globe. Anyways, I just find it funny that now that women are working and now that they are the breadwinner and now that they are in the role of dad, they are finally realizing the struggle that dad had for centuries was that, hey, I work and I pay all the fucking bills. This is difficult for dad, but dad does it. 
dad doesn't get to have fun because dad needs to pay the bills. And now that women are doing it, they are saying, just, just listen to this. While dad was paying the bills and wifey wasn't happy being at home, she wasn't getting attention, so she decides to leave. She gets half of dad's shit. Now that wife, the wifey is working and she's assumed the dad role, she looks at dad and says, hey, hey, you lazy fuck. You're at home. And now the women are demanding while they're married that their husbands get a part-time job, not, not to contribute, not to make money for themselves, but to repay the wife for working and making more money. What bullshit is that? If you want equal, that's what equal is. It's, and it's been more than unequal for many years where dad has had to been the provider and you stayed home and took care of the kids. And now that dad is staying home taking care of the kids, you're starting, you're starting to realize what a struggle it is to work and make all the money and not have any fun and be the responsible one. You're starting to learn what it's like. While dad gets to stay home and crack the bottle of wine and, and be the wino dad while the kids are doing remote learning and you're at work, you're going, oh, this is fucked up. Dad's it. He washes a couple dishes, drinks a bottle of wine, but he's living the life. Well, now you know how we felt. And you certainly do not get repayment. You don't get repayment. You don't get your money back. I can't wait. I can't wait until the, the, up, the uprising of, of men divorcing their wives and men getting half because the women wanted to be the breadwinner. So please, go be the fucking breadwinner. Don't bitch about your husband being home taking care of the kids because it's a fucking job. And you're not going to get your money back. All right, that's it. I'm late for work. Thank you so much for listening to America's podcast. It, dead serious. Uh, women... You're doing a phenomenal job. My wife is a very hard worker and I'm very lucky that she works her ass off. It helps out. Uh, this is a dual income family. We, 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 we put the money in. Uh, we work together as a team as it should be. So no, no disrespect to women. There are just some women out there that are driving me nuts where they think that they should get repaid because they're the breadwinner. It's a garbage move. Thank you for listening to America's podcast. I'll talk to you guys Monday.